Hey, Chris Artley has a big night ahead. Of course, he's a Brisbane Heat selector and mentor. And they've got the final tonight, 7.15. The game gets underway at the SCG. The Sixers up against the Heat. And the Heat were fantastic against my strikers, which was a little bit of a shame. But good morning to you, Chris. You must be excited ahead of tonight's game. Morning, guys. Yes, it's going to be a great uh, great finish to what's been a very good BBL. And, um, you know, you've got two form sides that uh, are going to go head-to-head, so it's going to be a cracking game. Well, Chris, I watched the game the other night and I saw Josh Brown score 140 in one of the most amazing innings I've, I've, I've seen. But I, but I don't know too much about him. Can you can you fill me in? Yeah, look, if, if um, you know, if people have been in and around the Brisbane uh, Premier Cricket, club cricket scene, um, he's certainly not new to them. He's um, He's been plying his trade with North Cricket Club and, and he does that in club cricket quite regularly. Um, so he's been on the radar um, with the, with the I suppose, the next level, you know, in around Queensland squads and, and the Brisbane Heat squad. And, um, you know, I think any time you, you find someone who's got that type of power game, um, you know, it's, it's something something pretty special. So he um, he was part of the Brisbane Heat last year, and I think he gave everyone a little bit of a taste of what he could do. But um, the other night was that was just something else, wasn't it? I mean, it was um, it was one of those things that as it was unfolding, you just sort of were thinking, is, is this sort of really happening? And I think even he was he was um, almost surprised himself. But gee, it was it was pretty incredible, wasn't it? Hart, uh, uh, great to speak to you, buddy. What um, what do you do now in regards to this this final? coming to the SCG, playing against the Sixers team that um, really their experienced players, their older boys have been significant in getting them to the final. What do you do in and around your 11? Is everyone fit? Is everyone available? And do you see many changes? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. Um, we've got everyone fit and firing, which is a plus. Um, I think the the key will probably be, I guess, assessing assessing what's right there in front of us, both in terms of the conditions and, and the matchups, and that's something that you're doing in in T20 cricket, you know, almost game to game. Um, I guess now, in, in hindsight, that we've managed to sort of keep a reasonably um, similar lineup across the tournament. That was probably not necessarily by manufacture, but it just sort of played out yeah. that way. But um, you saw in the last game, we, we had a very tough decision. Um, you know, to, to leave Mitchell Swepson out, the leg spinner, who's obviously a, a class bowler. Um, he's having a good tournament himself, so it certainly wasn't performance-based, but it was to do with sort of lengthening our batting um, and playing the conditions. And we knew that that Gold Coast drop-in was a little bit um, challenging for the batsmen. So, um, you know, that's what we're going to have to do in Sydney, have a look at the, the pitch that we've got there um, and, and have a look at those matchups. And um, I think, you know, it, it's going to come down to that. So but the plus side is we've got fit players and um, it's going to be some tough decisions again. Yeah, Chris, the BBL, obviously it's all about entertainment and all about you know trying to make as many runs as you possibly can, but the Sixers have got such a good record at defending small totals. What What is about their game and why do they do it so well? Yeah, look, Pup touched on it there. They've obviously got um, some excellent experience. They've, they've got not only the experience, but, but it's a core group of players who've played a lot of cricket together as well. I think that's been... Um, a bit of a formula for both the Sixers and the Scorchers. They've kept a, a good core group of domestic or local talent um, and then and then complemented it with, with some quality overseas players. So that sort of thing comes into play because then, then you've got teammates who know each other's game, who trust each other's game when they're put under pressure. Um, so that's certainly been something. I think, um, you know, the other thing is um, they're a very well-planned side. They, you know, they obviously do their homework 
Um, and, you know, when, when you do that, you, you give yourself every opportunity when you get into those pressure moments. And um, low-scoring games or, or finals, that's typically where it's a real arm wrestle. And, and more often than not, um, you know, you get confronted with a pressure moment and it's who, who sort of um, holds their nerve for longer. And the Sixers have, you know, obviously got a good record doing that. Um, I think this heat side's really starting to come together last year. They obviously made the final. Um, they'll be better for that, even though obviously the disappointment and the sting of that one losing to the Scorchers last year will be in the back of their minds. But at least they've been there before, and that that's going to be good for them come tonight. Yeah, I was going to ask you that, Hart. As a selector, how important is it for you to try and keep a similar squad year after year? And do, how does it work in with the Heat? Are, are you... Are you looking within, so are you looking for Queensland players first and foremost, or is it at a stage now where you're so open that when it comes to BBL, it's very separate to first-class cricket and you don't mind taking players from, from any state? No, I think, I, think you look, I think you look everywhere these days, and I think you've got the resources that allow you to do that. Yeah. Obviously, when you've got talent from your backyard, you've got probably accessibility to it a little bit easier, but... Ultimately, these days, you've got to look beyond. And I think the plus side is the players these days are very open to um, moving around as well. So um, that makes it a little bit easier. But, yeah, I think, I think in this day and age, you've got, you've got people out there scouting. They're looking at all sorts of competitions. We've, we've got a couple of analysts who, you know, I, I don't know what they managed to do in, in the rest of their day because they're looking at cricket all over the world in all sort of, all, all sort of competitions. So, um, you know, they're, they're busy having a look at that sort of stuff. But... Um, Look, in terms of trying to keep a, a similar list, I mean, ultimately, um, it's a, it's tricky because you do want to try and build that continuity, but you also do need um, you, you, your players who are on the outside of that to be ready to go if you do suddenly have to throw them into a pressure situation. So it is a bit of a balancing act. I think, as I said, we, we, we've sort of kept a very similar lineup um, for the first half, certainly the first half of the competition, um, which wasn't necessarily by design, but... Um, we had a couple of forced changes, obviously, with, with Manus and Usman coming in and out at various times and then our overseas players disappearing. So you do want a little bit of change, um, but I think you know stability is also really good as well. The competition as a whole has changed, reduced a touch. If you were to make any additional changes, what would they be and, and why? Do you feel as though the changes that have been brought into effect this season have had the impact that maybe Cricket Australia were after? Yeah, I think so. I think, um, you know, what you want in a competition is, is enough time for, for the, the best teams to get some momentum and to show, show, show where they sort of sit in the pecking order. But um, you do also want to make sure, you know, that each game has context. So you don't want too many games. So I think they've started to get the, the volume of the cricket right. I think something that I'd like to, to you know, for them to consider, and I think I've heard this a couple of times in commentary now as well, and just around the traps is, I, I think the draft concept with our overseas players is, is quite good and exciting, and uh, I don't think anyone's got a major issue with it. But I think one thing that could be good to look at is is just the option of how can we get or commit some of our overseas players to more than one season. Mm. I think it's I think it's you know great that we get different talent. It's very difficult, obviously, because of the international schedule, but. You know, we, we, we've seen quite a few players who, who are putting the bums on the seats and they're performing, um, but they're disappearing off to these other, you know, other T20 competitions. And I don't think anyone can begrudge players doing that. But I just wonder whether, particularly for these overseas players, if, if they had the option to sign on for a second year or third year, um, you know, whether they might forego some of those other international comps and hang around. And then all of a sudden you've got, 
you know, for example, with the game tonight, you've got Munro, you've got Billings, you've got Vince all available to play. So it um, could be something for, the, for them to consider. But I think the, the duration of the comp is definitely something they've got right this year. It's going to be one hell of a culmination tonight. I can't wait for the final. And I'll, well, to be honest, we've had guests from both teams and I've lied and said that I'll be cheering for both of you. But either way, I'll just be hoping for an entertaining game. Yep, fingers crossed it's another cracker.